The reading today is taken from Philippians 4, verses 4 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learnt or received or heard from me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This has been a critical moment in our nation and in the world. And I'm sure that you've been following the news in the last few days. Yes, it is wonderful that this country uh, has passed the peak of infections from this terrible virus, but the way ahead is certainly not straightforward. The whole world has closed down to an extent which nobody could have possibly imagined. And the pathway towards opening up business and, and transport and leisure and all the different aspects of life has to be taken and navigated very carefully indeed. The threat of the virus is still very real and we need to pray earnestly for our world at this time. I was particularly interested by the interview that the Archbishop of Canterbury gave to Premier last weekend. And one of the first things that he spoke about was a real sense of prayer across the country at this time and how many more people are connecting with worship events like this one than would normally be physically in church. We certainly notice that with our online services and it's a pattern across uh, many churches in the country. And he went on to talk about a huge increase in prayer and in movements of prayer around the world and how people are rediscovering prayer, which is absolutely fantastic news. And then he had a wonderful phrase that God does not self-isolate himself from us. Isn't that great? God does not self-isolate himself from us. God is not a long way away. He is close. He is right here and wanting us to truly encounter him. So let's take a moment to go a little bit deeper in our thinking about prayer and what difference it really does make. The verses in our passage in Philippians 4 and verses 6 and 7 are very clear. Verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Prayer makes a difference to you. We're told in this passage that prayer is the answer to anxiety. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, pray. 
we all have reason to be anxious at the moment. Maybe for you, your anxiety is around your health. Will I contract this virus and how will it affect me? Or maybe you have other health concerns which perhaps have not received the level of attention that they need. Maybe you have concerns around family, managing the children in lockdown and how the whole situation is affecting them, supporting elderly parents who are in difficult situations, maybe living entirely alone. Maybe you're overwhelmed by work at the moment and it's all so stressful. Or maybe you haven't got a job or wondering what happens when the money runs out or wondering if there will be a job to go back to. And in church, for all the good that is going on, there is still that longing to meet up again, to be able to talk, to worship, to pray, to laugh and to cry together. And the scripture simply says, do not be anxious. Do not be worried about these things. Instead, pray. And we're told that prayer is also the pathway to peace. As you pray, that process puts God in the centre of your life. And he guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I've spoken before of this image in verse 7 of an army of angels encircling your life. That's the idea behind the word guard. And because of that spiritual protection, we have a deep peace when we are really trusting in God's purposes to be fulfilled. Do not be anxious, but instead pray, and God's peace will guard your heart and mind. Prayer makes a huge difference to you. But then also prayer makes a difference to other people. And we're told here to present your requests to God. And the purpose of asking is that there will be answers. I'm reminded of the promise of the psalm. But surely God has listened and has heard my prayer, that's Psalm 66 and verse 19. Those answers may not be what you wish for or what you expect, but they will come. I've heard so many testimonies in recent times of those who have felt strengthened by the prayers of other people, especially those who are journeying through bereavement or other deep pain or hardship. And often people write in their little notes, thank you for your prayers. That's not just being polite. That is acknowledging that prayer really does make a difference. And we are truly grateful for it. And so today I urge you to take time to think of those people who you know and pray for them by name. Those prayers will make a huge difference. Many of you will know the poem about footprints on the sand. The idea of two people walking along together, two sets of footprints along the sand. The picture of Jesus and you walking side by side. But then of course the observation that when the way is particularly hard, there were only one set of footprints on the sand. And of course the response of the poem is that that is the point where Jesus carried you. But I think it's entirely valid to extend the thought of that poem to say that we're not just carried by the arms of Jesus, but also by the prayers of other people. There are times when you just cannot pray. 
circumstances are so overwhelming you cannot find the words to say. And that is the moment to let other people's prayers carry you. And that's why it's so important that we do pray for other people, that the Spirit of God will gather them in his arms and carry them through challenging times. Prayer makes a difference to you. And prayer makes a difference to other people. And notice that we're told to present our request to God with thanksgiving. The starting point of prayer is not your request, but God's own character. He is good and he is love. And we can always be grateful for what he has said and done in our lives and in the lives of other people. It is from the place of gratitude that we come to ask. But then there is something else very important, and that is that prayer makes a difference among the nations. And of course we should pray for the whole world at this time. Now this is perhaps the hardest element of prayer to understand. How can any time that I spend asking God for the needs of the world possibly make any difference? We're helped here by another few verses this time in 1 Timothy chapter 2, where the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And on that basis, it is right that we pray to God that he might stem the flow of this deadly virus and that he would give great wisdom and insight to those who are in authority over us and that he would bring peace across the world at this time. And I think we should be especially thinking of some of the poorer nations of the world. You might like to look to the website of BMS World Mission or Tear Fund or Christian Aid just to gain a broader insight into some of the prayer needs in other places in the world. Our daughter is currently living in Uganda, one of the many countries which have so little in terms of medical care compared with countries like the UK. And so this is very acute in our minds. This is a global crisis and we need to pray for the Spirit of God to move powerfully across the nations of the world. And as you pray and as you join with so many other people across the country and across the world to pray, God will move. One of my favorite stories about prayer is in the book of Daniel, chapter 6 and verse 10, where Daniel opened his window towards Jerusalem and got down on his knees and prayed just as he had done before. Why is this so significant? Well, the king had ordered that anyone who prayed to any god or human being other than the king would be thrown into the lion's den. But that didn't stop Daniel praying. And he prayed in public at the window that opened towards Jerusalem, which of course was the place of hope for the future of the people of Israel. And we pray for the future of the nations of the world with hope and expectancy that the Spirit of God will move across this land and that there will be a turning to Christ and that there will be a discovery of all the treasures of heaven. Today, I ask you to 
open your windows of prayer towards the future of this world and pray for a mighty outpouring of God's Spirit. Those prayers will make a difference to you, they will make a difference to the people you pray for, and they will make a difference to the world in which we all live. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.